Cooper Cup's got it! Cooper Cup brings it in! Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown LA! With 125 remaining, the Rams are back on the high side. This is BetQL Daily, oh presented God. by Beth and Leanne, <laughs> with Joe Strasky, Joe Giulio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome Who's back, BetQL Radio Broadcaster. Who's the Rams? Well, Who does Rams Radio? That was terrible. Well, you have the voice crack in there, which happens to the best of us sometimes. <laughs> but then sure. they're, on, they're on the high side. That was <laughs> was that the that was that the Super That's, Bowl? No. Was that the Super Bowl? Okay, just. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, he was pretty excited. I'm trying to, I'm not sure what. But, I mean, there's a lot of cup calls last year. Who's the best? But that was league. local. Yeah, that was clearly local radio. Right, but it could have been the Rams broadcast of. So it was the Bucks game. Um, JB Long may, might be the name of of the broadcaster for the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. If you don't know the broadcaster, they're probably not that JB established. Long I don't feel is like a great I radio name though. Oh yeah, uh, JB Live coming to you live from SoFi Stadium. It's a bunch of acronyms. JB Long, SoFi. Um, but Cooper oh, Cup. Oh, does the Marie with Maurice Jones Drew? He does the games. Hmm. MJD. I didn't realize MJD did that. I just I know he's on the NFL oh, Network and he puts out running backs. for LA? Because he's in LA? Because he works for NFL Network, maybe? But yeah, you don't want to fly. Who's who's flying to Jacksonville to do games? Nobody. Who would do that? <laughs> yes. nobody. No, nobody wants to do that. Well, the so call, regard, be- regardless of how much we liked it or not, uh, that was of Cooper Cup last year, who was the offensive player of the year in the NFL last year. Joe, let's dive into this market as we are – and now we're just a few days away from training camp. Teams report this weekend, uh, I think Monday, Tuesday's first practice for some teams. Everybody by Tuesday will be in camp practicing. So offense player of the year, bet MGM odds right now. Jonathan Taylor is the favorite, 9-1. to Derrick Henry, 11-1. to Cooper Cup to repeat is 12-1. to Debo, 14-1. to Those are your four favorites. And then you get three guys in the 20-1 to range. Devontae Adams now with the Raiders, Nick Chubb, and Justin Jefferson. Now, where do I want to start this? Because we had Paul Charchian yesterday, and he he kind of said, and this is the way it's gone for a while, that MVP is the quarterback award, and this one has become more of the running back award. Or I think we can now say wide receiver award. Is it the weapon award? The quarterback gets the MVP, and then this goes to a non-quarterback? That's probably how this goes. I'm glad you started there because I think – that's where you have to begin before you start throwing names against the wall and guys that could have big seasons where they're getting the offensive player of the year. Where are we with this award? And based on the last three years, now it's a small sample size of three years, are we at a point where we can say the offensive player of the year is not a quarterback? Because we had a stretch of nine years from 2010 to 2018. Joe G, those nine seasons – Six times, six of nine, the Offensive Player of the Year was also the MVP, which means almost all the time that was the quarterback. But the Adrian Peterson last time we had a running back or any other position but a quarterback win the MVP, he also was the Offensive Player of the Year. So we had that stretch of nearly a decade where the majority of the time was the Offensive Player of the Year goes to either 
the quarterback that is just so outstanding, they get both awards, MVP and Offensive Player of the Year, or they just give it to the second-best quarterback. But over the last three years, Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, Michael Thomas, they've been non-quarterbacks. So are we at a point where we can say, let's you – know, every year's different um, – it could go back one time, and maybe that's an outlier. But are we at a point where we just look at skill positions, non-quarterbacks? Because the last three years, they have not won. I think so. Uh, I think we're moving away from quarterbacks winning this award. I think it's almost been like the silent agreement that we vote the quarterback for the MVP and we vote the best position, you know, offensive position player, non-quarterback, as the player of the year. The other thing that's kind of interesting is when you kind of look and pair which um, receivers have won recently – it's, it's receivers who have had really good quarterbacks, but not quite MVP quarterbacks. Can, you, can, can we find that combination here? I think we can. So last mm. year, Matthew Stafford, really, really good, right? I think we could now say he's certainly a top 10 quarterback. I'd probably put him like six or seven. He's really good. Won the Super Bowl, and, you know, he won the Super Bowl last year. But he wasn't an MVP candidate for real last year. I mean, not maybe for like three weeks we threw his name in there, but he really wasn't. And the same thing happened with Michael Thomas. That was old Drew Brees. He wasn't an, really an MVP candidate compared to, like, Mahomes and those guys. So would that be the Justin Jefferson comp? I know we had fun yesterday with the Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is not near the top of MVP discussion. Kirk Cousins will put up numbers, yeah. but the credit will go to Justin Jefferson. He will get – if he has 2,000 yards, I think it's more likely Jefferson wins the Offensive Player of the Year than Cousins wins the MVP. He'll get the credit. Like, wow, he had 2,000 yards. So uh, Charch strongly believed that this award will go to running backs. That this is where you need to look. Reasonable mm -hmm. minds can disagree. I strongly disagree with that after you know going over this list and thinking about where we are in the state of this league. I, I think outside of quarterback right now, wide receiver is the most impactful position. And well, just look who's getting paid, goes, Joe. Look who's getting paid. Yep. They're paying Bingo. the star receiver. Now, I, I I think that might be a little silly, but I'm not in charge, right? They're the ones that, the, the GMs are the ones handing out the money, so they think they think like you do. It's the most impactful. And for a long, and for a long, look at Jamar Chase. Now he's stealing the award from quarterbacks, the offensive right. rookie of the year last year. And it used to be that you didn't have to have a great receiver to make a Super Bowl run. I don't think that's the case anymore. Look at what's been happening in recent years. That goes to how impactful they are. I'm looking at wide receivers, and that's a good correlation you came up with, with uh, lining them up with quality quarterbacks. So would, would that also suggest at this point, because it's such a question mark, would you eliminate Debo Samuel, a guy that is a different kind of weapon but is also used in the run game? What about Debo at 16-1? to 1? I, have, I have a couple long shots that I do like at receiver, but um, with given your point and the questions about Trey Lance, wondering what you thought about Debo. I'd feel better about Debo if he didn't say he doesn't want to do that role anymore. Remember how upset he seemed to be and it was part of the contract discussions? Like If Debo Samuel mm -hmm. is the player he was the last eight weeks of the season, I think I'd bet him to win the award. He was the most impactful offensive skill player the last half of the season. But I'm not, I'm not sure if they're going to use him that way anymore. Plus – I wonder if he will benefit or not from Trey Lance. Trey Lance may have more talent, but Jimmy Garoppolo gets the ball to him on time. They have a rapport. That might take a while with Trey Lance. So I'm I'm not going to take Debo Samuel. Of the guys near the top, I like Justin Jefferson the best. It feels like he's about to have the next step year. 
And and he's already putting up crazy numbers. I mean, last year he had 108 catchers for 1,616 yards. He led the NFL in yards per touch um, across the mm-hmm. league last year. He was targeted, Joe, 167 times. If that stays the same, he has a great year. What if he gets targeted more? Could we be talking about getting 200 targets? I don't think it's crazy. They play 17 Ooh. games. If they're going to a little over, a little over 10 per game, that's that would get you near 200. So I, I think you know he's got I, a good number of 20 to one. You know, as um, as you talked about the top of the board, I started thinking about repeats. When's the last time we've seen a repeat of this award? Have we? I just jotted down the last 15 years. I did not see one repeat. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Marshall Okay. Three straight years. Wow. 99-01, to 01, Marshall Falk. And that was one of the greatest offenses we've ever seen. A story that that's, goes down in history. Marshall Falk. And it's only happened one other time besides Marshall Falk, and that was a three-peat by Earl Campbell in the 70s. Wow. Wow. Completely so, different game I think we, we can taking, eliminate Cup. Yeah, even though if you ask me the best receiver, as I say, it's Cooper Cup. But probably, I also think the Allen Robinson thing. Allen Robinson is a good player. I mean, he'll take some some catches away from Cooper Cup. I, I would yeah. think over the course of the year. Good call. All right, uh, I'll get to my favorite plays in a minute. Couple others that I wanted to throw out there that I was thinking, not not sure about it. Can Jamar Chase go Offensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year in back-to-back seasons? He's that good. 30-1. to 1. I like the number. I, I don't yeah. know if it's going to happen, but I like that number. Yeah, I, and don't you just trust his quarterback to have a great season to get in the ball, put it on time, accurate? Those two are going to make I, – I don't know if we've had a – when was the last time we had a young quarterback-receiver combo – Maybe Peyton and Marvin Harrison that you just knew were going to just be good for a long time. They're going to be great. I I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, You know, Devontae's tempting. You're one of the offense. Hey, we we buy into Carr. A lot of people buy into Carr. Well, if Carr's going to have a monster season, maybe your passing leader, that means Devontae did a lot of the work. But if Carr's that good, will Carr get the credit? Will he be the offensive player of the year or the MVP? So at 20 to 1, he could pop and have a great season in a division that's probably going to have a lot of shootouts, but I'm not tempted. Here's the two that I really like. And both of these have numbers of 75 to 1. 75 to 1. Stephon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb are each 75 to 1. Great offenses, excellent quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Dak, to, to your point. Clearly the number one target on the offenses. I Passing offenses, neither, neither team runs the ball that much. Cowboys run it more than they should. But at the end of the day, I mean, how many times you look up like, oh, yeah, Dak threw for over 400 yards. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Diggs and Lamb at 75 to 1, I think, is an incredible amount of value. I agree. I mean, that number, how are you getting that number with a guy that could have 135 catches? Yeah, and Lam- and Lamb's the only isn't he the only show in town in Dallas Is it, until Gallup gets himself healthy. I like Dalton Schultz, but come on, I mean, Dak's going to throw the ball to Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. it. All right, let me give you a, a long shot. I was looking at. Now I'm going to circle us back to the running back conversation, even though I do think receivers more of the way to go. 
You know who I like a lot? I thought last year he came on the second half of the season when they gave him the ball. Javante Williams, the running back for the Broncos, is 50-1. to 1. So I'm okay. everyone keeps bringing up Nathaniel Hackett, right, what he did with Aaron Rodgers, right, the LaFleur right. Hackett thing with Aaron Rodgers. I look at Aaron Jones. Javante Williams, I think, could have an Aaron Jones explosion in that offense. So if you go look at the Packers offense, when the, the offense they're giving to – Russell Wilson now, 2020, they got there in Green Bay. Do you know how many touchdowns Aaron Jones had that year? It was the MVP mm-hmm. year for Rodgers two years ago, or his first year with uh, his first year with Matt LaFleur in that offense that Hackett's bringing to the Broncos. Aaron Jones had 19 touchdowns that season. He had 16 rushing. He had uh, three receiving. Last year, Javante Williams did not get going at the start of the season. He was kind of the backup. He had seven touchdowns. And he had 43 catches. He had 43 receptions with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Russell Wilson can get him 65 catches as a running back. Plus, he's going to run for 1,000 yards. I think he's interesting. 50 to 1. If I had to go with a running back, I'd rather go with a long shot than just take Jonathan Taylor at 9 to 1. Yeah, I'm with you there. And Yeah, and because of those numbers, like the usual suspects that people are going to bring up, like Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, uh, maybe still Derrick Henry, probably not, is the injury risk. And that's the other reason that I – and right. it's, it's how many offenses now are driven by the running back? Not a ton. Not a ton. Very and few. if you are, that means there's a much higher risk for injury. So it's tough to get through that 17-game schedule. And running backs aren't sexy. A lot of people think they don't matter. They're very replaceable. So are they still going to give – said running back the offensive player of the year. I think I think that's something worth monitoring in the moving uh moving forward. I think it's typically going to go to wide receiver. Here's my here's my problem. I love the number Javante Williams. Looks like he's the guy. Uh Melvin Gordon, he's fading away and he's the RB2 right now in Denver. If they have a great year and they're putting up points, man, Russell Wilson's going to get all the credit whether he deserves it or not. I know. He's going to get it all. So this is voted on by those AP writers. So that would be my hesitation there because they are just going to be writing a story every single day about how Russell Wilson is the savior in Denver. It was also, it could be interesting to look at the voting for offensive player of the year. Cause you can go back and find this, like who got votes for the award. So um, we could go back. What year you want to go to last year? I don't even remember who got votes. I mean, I just assumed it was Cooper cup and it was just cup and, um, so Cup won last year with 70% of the vote. Jonathan Taylor finished second with 20% of the vote. Then Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. So a receiver, a running back, two quarterbacks got votes last year. If we go back so two it, years ago, it was Henry, Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen, Kelsey, Kamara. A tight end got votes two years ago. Is there any tight end you would look at? So in 2019... Lamar had 34% when Michael Thomas won. So over the last two years, there has not been a quarterback that has received more than 10% of the vote. It's it's not a quarterback award anymore. It just isn't. If you think a guy's going to pop, like Josh Allen's going to have 50 touchdowns, just bet him to win the MVP because that's what he'll win. Joe O, Joe G with you. Beck UL Daily on the other side. Kenny Ducey. We'll talk some MLB futures at the break with our guy Kenny from NBC Sports Edge on the Beck UL Network.